1991, I was the recipient of the ever so loving nickname, Tina Talk A Lot. Now, this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't veer off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Well, hello, everybody. So excited. It is Tuesday, and that's important because that means we have a guest on the show. And today we actually have a returning guest, Melissa Rose. I'm super happy that you're back again on the show. You do not know this, but you are actually one of the top episodes that I have on my entire show. I know. No way. Yeah. (laughs) Why have you not shared that information? You are in, I believe, sixth place on all episodes, Okay, but you're second on guests. Dang, who's Only first? because everybody wants to listen to my marriage story. So other, oh. you're, you're- Okay, well, I'll let that go then. <laughs> <laughs> I won't compete yep. with that. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. So thank you for being back on. And, you know, Melissa and, and I actually talk almost on a daily basis just about uh, business and life and all the things. And our relationship actually grew even deeper uh, when we both did 75 Hard Challenge together. And- on the walks that we found each other on and connected it. So many things happened during that time. Ideas. It's like, Oh, my turn to talk, your turn to talk. Like I have this idea or I have this thought. Can I run it past you? And I, I, we probably should have taken a journal of just like all the things Mm -hmm. that we talked about during Mm -hmm. that time, even though we implemented most of them. So Mm -hmm. anyways, Melissa is here. She has a few businesses and uh, we're going to talk actually about collaboration and what that looks like, you know, what's it look like for us to do it together and what's it look, what it has looked like to do it, you know, within our community and beyond. So Melissa, I will hand it off to you. If you want to just tell everybody a little bit about your, your business world, and then we'll jump right in. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Hello. Hello, everybody. So good to be here. Um, My name is Melissa Rose and I own the dancing house where we make your dance class the highlight of your week. We specialize in beginner students of all ages and have a blast doing that. I'm in Hudson and we've been in business for 12 years. Um, During that time, I played around. I actually reached out to Tina when I was like, hey, I think there's a a need or a desire for people to learn dance online. Um, This is back in 2017, early 2017. And that's when I was like, Tina was on a pedestal and I was like, Hey, Tina, would you like talk to me for five minutes about (laughs) like, I have this idea and I think you're the person I should talk to. Can I take you out for a cocktail? Um, so that's when, um, I just was, uh, I, I knew that there was a need because people kept saying, Hey, miss you, I want to take dance from you, but you live too far away. Hey, miss, I, I just love your classes, but I wish I lived closer or the time doesn't work out. And I was like, there's, there's a need and desire there for some sort of online platform, but I couldn't see past DVDs. Like that's all I knew. I was like, there's (laughs) gotta be a way to stream it or to stream it without like costing a fortune. And you were the one that got me, um, you said Facebook live, try it. And that's what we did and realized it wasn't the right platform, but I learned from that. And, um, 
developed my online curriculum for my fitness class, sold that to studios around the world, and then realized I have something that I can package up for my studio. So now we have Dance On Demand, and that is an online membership for people who grew up dancing and miss it, or those people that have always wanted to learn how to dance, but are not confident in getting into the studio. So um, if you're that person, come check it out, thedancinghouse.com forward slash dance on demand. I'm going to plug that because I'm super passionate about that. Um, It's just a great way to be active and um, learn a new skill. And then um, I also have a coaching business that I started in 2020 um, because I've had success with my brick and mortar and that I started coaching and helping other service-based businesses who want to grow and scale and how to do that without losing your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Which has been so fun to watch you on the journey in this coaching space and, you know, just for one thing, 2017, uh, dance on demand. That seems like forever ago that we met, but also like yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and then starting a business in 2020, which, you know, many people did and, and, you know, without even knowing what was about to come down the pipeline and something else that you started around that time is you moved into a brick and mortar space. Mm-hmm. And I know that that was, you know, something we talked about a little bit on the last episode you on, you were on, and I'll put a, a link to that, uh, in the show notes, but there were some things that you had to walk through that were uh, mm-hmm. a little bit on the difficult uh, train, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's chat about that just a tiny bit. Well, I wasn't alone. We all had to do it. Anybody with um, a business. And um, thankfully, I had experience with online platforms because a lot of studio owners or people did not. So they were like, what in the world? How do we, how do we teach online? So I was so thankful that I had that previous experience. So we just added another Zoom account. And my biggest challenge was teaching my staff how to teach online because I was already doing it, but I didn't pass that knowledge on to my staff. So yay, learning curve. Um, And now, now my staff can teach online. We still have online classes. So that's, that's the beauty out of, out of what we went through is that now we, now we stream our classes anyway. And that parents have actually commented how they love that because there are times you you guys know it, you're busy. Things run late. Shoot. I can't get you there. I have two other kids that need to be there. You know what? You're taking class online tonight and the kiddos do it. So we have, um, I have 70 year old people that join me online for class and I have three-year-olds that join me online for class. So it's, it's a great resource that, um, has come from all of that. I love that. But, you know, there's a many businesses I know if they, if they, you know, did the pivot, which I'm like, so that I, I kind of want that word to be gone, but like, if they did the pivot pretty quickly, they're, they're still hanging out and they changed and morphed and things are, things went better. So I love that. So topic of today is discussing collaboration and Uh, This is one of, when you brought this up, I was like, I want you back on the podcast. You're like, what, (laughs) like, what should we talk about? You said collaboration. And I was like, yes, like it's actually one of my very favorite topics in business. And one that we have not talked about a whole lot on the, on the podcast as, as a straight topic, you know, it gets brought up here and there, Uh, but it's something that shifted my business really early on is knowing I wasn't going to be able to do this totally alone. And also understanding that other people's networks and connection, connecting with them is huge. So I know you have a lot to say about this topic. It's all kind of hand the virtual mic back over to you on it. 
I love this. I love this topic too, because I've seen such impact in my personal business, but I was a slow learner. I felt like I could do everything by myself. <laughs> and for me, I, I had to get over the mindset of it. It's not asking for help. It's serving. And for me, it, it always felt like, uh, like an act of desperation to see if I could work with somebody. And, I, and so I had to get over that mindset of, no, you're offering something to them and um, it, it helps both of you. So collaborations, it, I, I genuinely have my hands out, y'all, is it's a hands-out way of helping and serving and growing. And so if you feel like you're stuck, that you know you need more people coming in your doors, virtual or online or, I'm sorry, virtual or uh, brick and mortar, you, this is a great way to do it. Um, so um, when we, when we're collaborating, we're giving and sharing and helping, and I'm a local brick and mortar. Uh, I assume many of you are serving local people um, as well as far out, but our community loves it, whether local or virtual. They love seeing us working with other people. It's that warm of fuzzy that they see. And business, you guys, visibility is so much subliminal. Yes, we physically want to be out there on, on all the things, but they see you when you're volunteering. They see you when you're on the soccer field, like I was this past weekend, parking. I was a parking attendant. Uh, attendant, like I was doing my armography and waving the flag and check that off the bucket list. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm wearing my dancing house hat because that's what I wear. And you know, it's subliminal and they're like, Oh yeah, you're the dancing lady. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And so that's the other thing about collaboration is when you've been doing something for so long and consistent, you already have this network of people that you can tap into, um, whether for collaborations or for business or for or for customers or clients. So that is important too, um, just being really consistent in all the things. But back to um, your local community really likes to see that. And I have noticed that like since I've done collaborations, like how many of you have gone to a show, uh, like a musical, I'm a big musical person. And you look at the back of the program, I love seeing who's given to that organization from a mm -hmm. business standpoint. So there's different ways you can collaborate. You can do workshops or events, or you can do charity. And I love seeing who else, what other business is um, supporting this organization. And that just makes me feel good and makes me want to support them even more. So and things when I see like two faces together on an advertisement or a connection or two logos, it it's like, oh, cool. Those mm -hmm. two like know each other or, you know, are like-minded or whatnot. And, or if I know one person, like, let's say your face is on there. And then I see you connected to another person that I don't know. I'm like, oh, I don't know that person. Like, how does Melissa know that person? Mm -hmm. Like, I need, I need to get to know this if she mm -hmm. likes her. I already like Melissa, then I'm going to, you know, more than likely want to connect with this person too. So if people put themselves in that position thinking, you know, if you're collaborating with someone, a either that like people don't know, not a bad thing. If it's someone that people do know, not a bad thing. Like both of those scenarios work out really well in your benefit and the other person's. So whenever I have been in this position, you know, when I've put on conferences or collaborated, you know, we just, I just had Ursula on the podcast, you know, her and I did many, many, many collaborations where it just 
really highlighted and, you know, lifted up our brands together. And it was almost to the point where when people saw that we were both going to be on the stage, they were like, well, I'm not missing that. I'm not going to miss a Tina and Ursula show. And Mm -hmm. so it almost then created a brand within itself Mm -hmm. uh, that people connected with. So whether it's a one-time one hit wonder type event, or it's something you continually collaborate on, it's so good. The other thing I love about this is like, you don't have to be the only one like selling into an idea too, if you're collaborating in that sort of way. And I totally interrupted you. What were you going to say? No, no. I was just going to piggyback on that because you talked about um, even if you don't know the person or you do know the person, it's, you mentioned values and you mentioned, um, and I will also say ICA, like you, you're going to have similar ICAs. You're going to have similar people that you want to connect with. And, oh my gosh, well, I like Tina. So, and I don't know that person. So I know I'm going to like that person because Tina likes that person. So I want to know that person. So it just is a beautiful ripple effect. And, um, that's why I just love collaborations. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to just dive in with, um, the three C's of collaboration that I do, um, because I've done a ton of them. Number one is connection. So make sure it makes sense for you and your business. Um, like we just connect, talked about the values of the person. Is it the same ICA? Maybe not, not directly. You have direct, um, people that you can connect with, and then you have indirect people that you can connect with. And I'm going to share with you that, um, but when I look for a collaborative, uh, is that right? Uh, a collaboration or a person to partner with, I am very intentional though about how do they market their business? Because there are people that, yes, they have the same ICA and yes, they have the same values, but they're just really not good at promoting their stuff. And I, I, I then will go with somebody else because I want that person to be promoting it and sharing it as well. So I'm specifically talking for those workshops or one-time events or classes or whatever you do in your business um, that, because you want people to come, you put, you put time and energy into this. So you want it to work for you. So, um, I'm just going to list off a list of people that I've worked with. I'm a dance studio owner. Okay. So my families are young families. They are families with kiddos 10 and under, or they might be empty nesters, but I have collaborated with dentists, acupuncturists, physical therapists, fitness centers, photographers, childcare stores, um, healthcare stores, fitness, clothing, boutiques, wineries, skincare brands, wellness advocates, and the list goes on. So some of those you could go like, what? That doesn't quite, what? A winery? Absolutely makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. That's just a blanket one. <laughs> and a brewery. We forgot the brewery. That's the most important. Um, so, but ways that we've done that, like we've, we have people sponsor an event. Like we used to do a drop and go date, date night on Friday nights. So the parents would drop off their kiddos and then the local dentist sponsored that. So they had the little swag bags for kiddos. Um, and, but we were able to put the, the dentist brand on all the promotion. So it was, it was, it was cross promotion that way. And it wasn't something that like the dentist came in and did a presentation. They simply paid us a little money and we got to promote them and talk about them and highlight it there. So that's like a sponsorship thing, which I think is a collaboration as well. But then there's also like a dentist. That is a really inexpensive way to get their information in front of a pile of people that are their ideal client. And, you know, this, you know, we're talking collaboration, but like, think about it in, in the way of this is, this is actually marketing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. I love that. 
idea and collaboration because it doesn't always have to like in my world I feel like a lot of mine was how can we do an event together right mm-hmm. uh, but there's yeah. so many other ways yeah and this can, this is simple this is that's an easy one like especially you know you might be in a season in your business where you're like can I just write the check and mm-hmm. and get my name out there absolutely like we did that with our we we offered like a swing lesson and we partnered with a local winery so the winery um I am able to buy the wine at cost and then their brand, their logos on our stuff. So that way it works for them. And then people are like, Oh, that's local. Oh, we just drove past that on the way here. And then I can talk to them about that. So, um, so if your, um, timeline people, uh, this is a question people have, like how far in advance do I have to think about collaboration? Think about you, think about your life. I know for my business, it's seasonal. And I literally am thinking six to 12 months out for planning an event. So that means I need to connect with somebody and talk to them and then getting the schedules lined up and all the things. So just, just even networking personally and talking to people, you have to get that ball kind of going further out now, depending on your, on your business. But for me, I'm, I'm thinking like, gosh, I really want to connect with that library because I would love to add another library program in the fall. And it's, it's May right now when we're talking. So I'm intentional about that and taking the time it takes to do that. Okay. So that's different than marketing the actual event. This is like setting up that collaboration behind the scenes stuff, behind the scenes, because that, you know, like as you and I have done some things together, it, it does take more behind the scenes than you, than you probably think. And also I have uh, fallen into the idea that like, it sounds super fun. It sounds super exciting to do. And there's too many gray areas and you get to the end. You're like, crap, we didn't talk about that or this wasn't discussed. And we can't go into all the things (laughs) on this, on this episode, but I'd say have even more discussions than you think you need to about the Like the nitty gritty of, of, of an event or a collaboration or whatever it looks like. And that brings me into number two of the C's, which is communication. And that is why it takes so much time is because exactly, you get that idea like, hey, I want to do this with you. And you're like, woohoo, it works in my schedule. Great. Let's put it on the calendar. (laughs) And there's, there is that nitty gritty. And so some of these things we, I had a really successful, I'm going to share with you, um, successful workshop with an area physical therapist. And the reason it was so successful is that we sat down beforehand maybe once or twice, at least I know once, and then maybe through Voxer a few times, but who's going to set up the landing page? Who's going to take care of the ticket sales? Who's going to, um, how are we going to promote this? Are we going to have one graphic or are we going to each do our own graphic? Are we going to have the same copy or are you going to do your copy? And so all those things, those are the nitty gritty. And I want you to be super intentional about this communication because y'all, if it's a really successful event, you want to duplicate it. Okay. Cause you can do the same thing a year from now or six months from now with another person or with the same person, because you're not going to always have the same people in the room. So you want to be very clear. And I literally it was just bullet points on a Google doc of who's doing what here's the copy. Here's the graphic that we're using. I'll take care of this. It can be as complicated or as simple as you want. And I highly recommend simple, especially the first time, because you just, you don't want to put a, um, you know, that that's a can of worms you could open up to, but we kept it super simple. So we just did an event right link. Um, and then 
when this is another question, people talk, how long do I have to promote it? Mm -hmm. And I like a a six, a four to six week runway. Mm -hmm. I really like posting it and getting it out there, using your email list, messaging people privately, sending them the same graphics. So then they see it in social, they see it in the email list, they see it on the blog, they see it everywhere because we need to see it so many times, all the things. And you guys, the buzz comes from you. If you guys are excited about it, if you are sharing it, you are going to get people out there. And an hour of planning, of sitting down with that business owner or whoever you're collaborating with, 30 minutes here and another 30 minutes saves you 10 hours of time. So if you can just really get down like, okay, you're going to pay for this. I'll pay for this. Um, we're using the same graphic here. I'll take care of creating it. You're going to care, take care of the copy and walk through that. And, and, you know, however you want to do that, yeah. but make it super clear and then have that, have it in a Google doc. So then you can go back to it, which is number three, my closing, you have the event now just revisit for another 30 minutes. Was it worth your time? Mm -hmm. Was this successful? Was it successful financially or was it successful as far as leads? Was it successful in the fact that, yes, I want to do this again or nope, this was really great, but thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, and there there are those, those are the the one hit wonders that are awesome and that's great, but I don't need to do it again. Um, Are we talking about your dating life? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just, I just had to love it. If you want to hear about my dating life, please subscribe to (laughs) the brick and mortar visibility podcast. All right. (laughs) So perfect. Okay. So the review piece is something that I think people miss a lot. So I'm glad you brought that up because it, it, in any event, this doesn't even have to go for collaboration. This is like, if you do something make sure you take time to review it. And not all things are going to be successful. Like you can listen to any successful business owner and they will tell you that they have more fails actually than they usually have successes, but it's because they're so consistent in doing things and knowing, Hey, we're going to review that one. And, and we're really going to, we planned it. We did it. We were reviewing it. We want to make sure like, did we actually do all the right planning? Did we do all the right doing and then now we can reevaluate, we can evaluate it in a better way because plenty of times I'll see people put an event on the calendar and it's maybe pretty and the graphics are there and the landing pages that all the things are there, but the part of the planning that they forgot was the promoting and the actual true inviting, which we talk about this a lot on the podcast about, you know, are you promoting it or are you just announcing it? Cause that's mm-hmm. very, very different. So Melissa, when you're sharing that four to six weeks in in having that time, it's not like you're just going to send something to your email list six weeks out and be like, Oh, I hope they, I hope they go back and look at that. Right. No, people are almost going to be annoyed that they see it so often. It's that often you're wanting mm-hmm. to promote it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and it's in front of them constantly. And so I love to, when you talked about the connection piece in the ICA. And for those of you that aren't familiar with that, it's like ideal client avatar. So outlining who actually you want at your event or who you're connecting with and making sure you have similar ones. It doesn't make sense. Most business owners are not going to make sense for you to collaborate with. Like, you know, you want to make sure you're, or it's going to just feel like you're, you're like volunteering your time for whatever collaboration or sponsorship you're doing. If it isn't perfect. Like 
or close to perfect is a really strong word, but like close to the fact that you guys have the same people uh, that you're connecting with. So make sure in the planning, it's that, that piece of it. Another thing that I was thinking about in the, um, in this is a lot of times for an event, it's someone else's idea. And so this is a really great example. And Melissa and I are working on putting together an event at the moment and it was Melissa's idea. And so Melissa came to me and had to sell me on the idea. Now it wasn't a huge, big sell because she knew already that we have the same ideal client. You know, we, we, she knows how I do things. Uh, but she still had to put me in the vision and, and then I had to see it because if it's just her thing, I won't have as much ownership over it. And so she came to me very early in the cycle and said, Hey, I want to do this. Don't have a name. Don't know what we're going to talk about, but I, I, I pretty much know like my vision of why I want to do the event. Well, that's the biggest piece. Now we can put the pieces together. If she came to me and said, Hey, I have this event and I have it all outlined. And now you want to jump in with this, with me and do an actual true collaboration. Mm, mm. That just wouldn't feel the same. I wouldn't be as invested in it. And now I'm, I'm leaning on her like, right. You know, are you gonna write the copy? Like, when do you want me to promote mm-hmm. this? It feels mm-hmm. like I'm an outsider. And so that could work for like sponsorship, right? Like that's a totally different thing. You don't yeah. need part of all that stuff, but if it's a true collaboration, you need to sell people, enroll them in the idea, sell them on the idea, share your why. And now you can actually truly be, you know, more of a quote unquote partnership in the, in the plan. So. I like how you said that. Cause I'm, I am going to bring up healthy in the Valley cause that's how that started. Mm-hmm. Um, so healthy in the Valley is uh, spoke to my business that came in the shower is a shower idea, as my dad says. And I had this idea of like, I, again, just always thinking of how I can get more people to know about my business. Right. And uh, I know I'm not tapped out. I but like, you're always wanting more people to know about it. And I love collaboration. I've always loved it. And I was like, how can I collaborate with people? So my families are young families, but they're also health-minded. They're also active. They're also, um, the moms are running marathons or they're going to acupuncture or they're going to physical therapy. I'm like, well, what if I collaborate with those type of businesses? And then we all promote each other and we have like some sort of thing that we give the community. Like that's literally how it would percolate in my brain. So I reached out to 10 business owners that I knew and knew that would promote this. If it came to like, I kind of had to like, I have this idea. Mm. What do you think? And I just had like the bare bones, like two things, two or three things. And I was like, I'm thinking this. And then a couple of them, more than a couple. One of them said, okay, I need to call you right now. And she just then spewed a bunch of things of like, you could do this and it could be this. And I'm like, hold the phone. I, I just had the idea last night. So, <laughs> like, But then they had in, input in it. They had some, they had some like ideas and I took that input and then healthy in the Valley was born in January. And then we had this like structure that then it became um, something that I could then sell to other business owners that made totally total sense because I had the initial group of people like help me create it because it, it worked for everybody. So healthy in the Valley is this digital resource for the St. Croix Valley area with businesses that are passionate about health and wellness and mind, body, and soul. And you as a person in the St. Croix area can download this resource um, and 
get time sensitive offers by these amazing business owners that are passionate about serving you and making your life amazing every day. I love that. Such a cool collaboration and such a neat idea. I loved, I loved unpacking it with you and like just hearing your excitement about it, which that is sells, right? It's like that contagious confidence. Like you were thrilled with the idea and you sold people into the idea and you catch the vision. Yeah. Right. It's yours. It's not a true like 50, 50 split, right? There's multiple people that are coming in on it and uh, excited to promote it as well. And I think you've learned along the way too, is who, um, who is going to promote it. Right. Mm -hmm. And who Mm -hmm. you're going to invite the next time because their marketing is on they're they're promoting it. Like it's their own. That is a huge, huge piece. And sometimes you don't know that until you're in, into Mm -hmm. that, uh, into that relationship. And then, or you learn, Hey, I probably need to do some more, you know, education up front to say, Hey, here's my expectations uh, for this collaboration or, or whatnot. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Lots of good, good stuff. So I know we gave you guys, so many different ideas to do collaborations, uh, with local business owners. You could obviously take this online and do that in so many different ways. There's plenty of ideas there from summits to whatever it may be. Um, but I hope that you're able to grab up and learn some things on ways to do that. Now we want to share with you the collaboration that we are doing uh, together. Now, I already hinted at it plenty of times, but Melissa uh, came to me with this vision and she has, you know, a brick and mortar, a physical location. And I, I always say, I'm like, Melissa, you have like a one up on, on so many of us business owners because you have a space to actually have an event and it's not utilized all day long, right? Mm-hmm. She has dance classes in the evening, uh, some in the morning, they're sprinkled in there. A few younger girls, you know, young, I shouldn't say girls, younger kids. And so let's use this space. Right. And so Melissa came to me with this idea and you can share a little bit, like, how did this spark? Where did this come from? And then we can kind of dive into it a little bit more. Well, I, um, last year and the year before started rebel women live, which was another like Tina and Melissa idea that I was like, I just really want like a, I want a networking event that's fun and, um, not so, not so dry. Like a lot of BNI meetings or networking events are very business suit like, and I just, I'm not that person. Um, so rebel women live came and then healthy in the Valley came about. And I was like, I have this plethora of business owners that are crushing it, are doing a great job, but I think at the same time, want more visibility. And I would love a professional development day. What does that look like? Hmm. And that's where I went to Tina. I was like, okay, Tina, I think there's, I, I have this space. I have, we can put 60 people in the studio. What would it feel like to have 60 business owners who are driven, passionate, able to take off a day, not take off a day, invest in a day of learning and growing to up-level, clarify, and, and, I, and the timing of it for me was important too, because fourth quarter is usually always the biggest quarter in the year mm-hmm. for sales for people. Like they're just like, let's do it. Let's do it. So I knew that I wanted to have it at that time of year because people are more driven, like right after September, October, like late September, early October. And so, yeah. So then Tina, I'm going to hand it off to you. You came up with a name, which I just loved. <laughs> Yes. Well, so I know you can't physically see Melissa and I right now, but we usually have big, crazy, curly hair. And uh, I believe that a lot of people remember us because of that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, we came up with the name Untangled. And the idea is not really about hair. It's about marketing. And the fact that if you've been in business for any amount of time, you have been like blasted with different ideas. Go on this platform, pay for this thing, do that thing. And we really wanted to take it and help you decipher it, like kind of pull apart all these ideas, set them out and, and take back cleanly, like what actually makes sense for your business. And so if you are local ish to the Hudson area, we would love to have you in attendance uh, with us. And we're going to walk through a bunch of different marketing strategies that you've probably already had thrown in your face. We're going to unpack them, untangle them and, and help you leave with a really, really good plan. So one of the other reasons why I know Melissa came to me and said, Hey, let's do this together is I put on very similar events Uh, when I had my marketing and design company and we call them a brand strategy workshop and we help people really develop or redevelop, reveal their brand. And so there will be some of that infused into this. And you may be thinking, well, well, I already have that because I've been in business a while. Well, we refresh on a pretty regular basis. Uh, We have to. And so kind of polishing whatever it is we have out there, making sure it actually still makes sense you know, pre-pandemic, all the things, uh, what are you doing? Is it right? And so I'm really excited for the day, even for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an attendee, I love to, or even a, a leader and a speaker, I love to soak up uh, what it is we're doing. And so I'll be there with my little packet as well, uh, unfolding and, and untangling all that too. So Melissa, will you share a date? And I'll make sure to put a link in the, in the show notes for that too. As I'm looking, I'm like, when is it again? Yeah. Um, because we plan out really far in advance because that's what I told you to. You all yeah. have to plan out in advance. So, Melissa so, came to me. I was like thinking, are we going to do this in like May? No, October. <laughs> October. So it's October 27th. Uh, we will have a link in the show notes, but it's called Untangled Head Turning Confidence. Let's untangle the rat's nest of marketing your business and bounce back with vitality, volume, and head turning confidence. You guys are going to learn, grow, connect and leave with a plan. And we are so excited about it. Um, so we have early bird tickets. We'll have that in the show notes here. And, um, of course, if you can, if you have any questions, message, message Tina or I on that, but we're just super psyched. I'm the more I think about it, the more excited I get about it, because I know I'm going to leave with literally an extra balance in my step to crush out 2022 and make it the best year ever. Yep. I love that. Love it. Love it. Okay. We tackled so many things today. Thank you all for tuning in, uh, for listening. And I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are on collaboration. So let's continue the conversation over on Instagram. I love all the conversations I've been having over there. You can find me at Tina Pettis anywhere online. And Melissa, what's the best place for people to get in touch with you? Yeah. Instagram as well. Brick and mortar visibility. Love it. Okay. Bye guys.